right. You know what we're talking about, right? Mental health. Oh, she. <laughs> don't ask right. me questions I don't know, so that I will not tell you to just cut. Cut. No, I'm not cutting anything. Don't worry. I don't ask me to cut. Don't worry. Ask. I'm not. I'm not going to ask questions you don't know. If you, you can just give responses. You know of what it is that you're sure of, and then we can skip the part that you don't know. Okay. I don't expect you to know everything now, but in areas of so even the question, we're not able to answer it fully, right? But um, yeah, all right. So, um, ready? Uh, I think so. But your your voice has to be clear. I can't even hear your my, voice. My my for crying out, you can't hear me. Mm, it's, well, I can hear you, but it's not very. It's not loud enough. Wow. Uh, hello, hello. <laughs> no, well, I, I, Should I, I channel the inner Ikeja person in me? Not today. <laughs> I'm not that much of an Ikeja person. <laughs> not Ikeja Mushi. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Real Talk podcast. Things are getting really interesting on this side. Um, of course, my name is Brodola. Uh I haven't changed my name yet. I don't know what happens tomorrow, but today is still remains Brodola. I have someone on the line with me today. Um, you know, f- for crying out loud, this uh, lockdown has, has really, you know, helped me to, to take the best... Um, uh, to take advantage of the situation and just uh, enable me to do so much more than I did even before the lockdown with the podcast, you know. So today I have um, a trained uh, psychologist on the line, <laughs> but we're not talking about we're not talking about uh, training. We're talking about uh, um, about issues of mental health which is, she's had a fair share of um, having to deal with. And well, I'll just leave, I'll just leave, I'll just leave that to her. She'll talk more about that. And then we'll get into the mix of it. Hello, Smurf. Hi, Badola. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I actually it's, call him Suruski. So yeah, well, like the, the names that I have, they are just like, I, I don't know if I'm the only one in this world that has so many names. Several section of the several section of people like different section of people call me different names. <laughs> so if you're calling me Sirusky, some people call me Sirusky. If you're calling me Borella, some people like Borella is Borella. Some people call me Shion. Some people still call me Shion. It's part of the fact that I told them that I will watch Shion or like you know. Anyways, so please can you um can you share some about yourself to my listeners? Yeah, um, I'm smart, like you said, and um, I'm a graduate of psychology. And yes, I'm I'm, I'm just smart. I'm a lady, in case you can't judge by my voice. I'm a lady. Okay, so I'm sure people are wondering what's what's more, smart words. Can you just tell us what <laughs> what your government name is? <laughs> okay, <clears throat> so um, I'm Eunice Oladapoluakemi. Mm. 
Oh shit! And <laughs> oh, Eunice, a lot of people would come. No, she? it's Eunice actually. It's not Eunice. It's you. Oh god. Okay. Don't worry. It is fine. It's your name, mommy. That's why I even prefer to call you Smurf because that E U N I C E name, eh? I think it's a tough thing for your man like you to pronounce. <laughs> wow. Oh, all right. So let me start first of all with. Your decision to, to, to go into um, university and, and study psychology, was it predicated on any um, issue? Was it predicated on any mental health issue? Or it was when you got into school that you realized that some of the things that you had to deal with were actually mental health issues? Um, okay, so it was funny. I got to, okay, getting psychology, given, being given psychology was an absolute coincidence. Mm. But then, before I got to school, I wanted to do psychology, but my parents wanted me to do law. Mm. Um, I wanted to do psychology because um, someone came to school when I was in SS3, and they talked about neuropsychology. And that was, I was an SS3 when I discovered that, oh, I really wanted to do something in the medical line. I've always been the best student in biology, but I decided to go to our class. I just felt like, oh, if I could do psychology, I can actually get to do something medical eventually. But then I wrote jump, and my school gave me political science. My parents wanted law, so they wanted me to just do that for my first year. I wrote jump again, but for that first year, so I will not stay at home. I was in uni, already studying. They wanted me to study political science, but then they changed my course from political science to psychology. It just fit into what I wanted to do, and that was all. I just stayed. So it's that 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 worked for you like mad. Yeah, it did. Okay, so and your parents had no issues, they all, or they had oh, issues with that, but there was nothing they could do. They did. They threatened to withdraw me. It was a whole lot of drama. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the day I was given political science and I got to, I think I got my admission two weeks to matriculation. So there was already rushing for registration and all that. Only for me to get there and they said, oh, you can't do political science. I think it's filled up or something. So you have to you have to change your course to psychology. I called my parents and said, oh, so I'm changing my course to what I wanted to study originally. <clears throat> and they told me to come home. Mm. Like, that was my dad's straight court answer. Just come back home. Don't worry. You're already ready to start for jump now. So just come back home. And, mm. But I just thank God for my family members. And the fact that I know how to cry, it works all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm 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 thinking, is it because um your dad probably probably um thought that the psychology wasn't the school's um intention, but it was because that's what you always wanted. Maybe it was you that pushed for it. Is it is that a possibility? That was a possibility, but majorly it was because he, he had my dad had asked this believer, okay, it's whatever you want to do as a kid, whatever you want to do is what you keep singing. As a kid, you know, we did this. I'm a lawyer in my country. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows me well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I did, I was a lawyer in my country, and I was a lawyer till SS3, until SS3 second time, and I decided, oh, I made a mistake. I actually don't want to be a lawyer in my country. So it just felt like maybe it was one childish, maybe it's something ch- childish on my part. 
and so it just he was trying to help if you actually look at it clearly he was just like oh but that was something you had passion for how come you then he always said oh you need to like arguing she would be better as a lawyer so i think mm. he was just trying to help but it just didn't work out what's this what's this um thing with he, he likes to argue she likes to argue must do law she likes to do two things together and likes to put things together he must do engineering what's this sense in that as a uh, twin psychologist now what's the sense in it i just think um it's cliche basically it's cliche like um people would normally attribute something to something attribution is simply biased basically the fact that um the fact that i like eating does not mean i would be a chef mm. i love food but i'm not going to become a chef because of that hardly will you find any parents would would say oh you like food go to cooking school no Mm. They allude to that, but because these um, professions uh, <clears throat> are then said to be the money-making professions, you understand? Mm. And it makes you feel like, oh, I have a lawyer as a doctor. Come on, come off it. Yeah, mm. it's like a thing of joy for them. It's their ego, basically, and they just want something good for you. Honestly, like I, I don't even want us to go to that <laughs> ego, ego thing of parents. I don't want yeah. us to shake those tables because if we try to shake those tables. I'm ready to shake those things. In fact, I'm ready to cripple the legs. <laughs> Break the damn legs. <laughs> <laughs> I get to be someone's daddy. No, I'm not going to I'm not even going to touch that table. Let it be there. Let it still be yeah. standing on the three legs. It's three legs. You know, hopefully by the time we are done, the three legs will still be in, in order. Yeah. I okay, hope so. I hope so. <laughs> okay, so um you we were once talking and you, you, you were talking about uh, an incident in school where you there was a particular course that you kept having to take over and over and over and over and over and not i felt that a woman's course or yes. just one woman not it's not the same course that i took but she may be taking me 101 and she's taking me 102 and i keep on failing because she's the person taking me now that's something you know that i had a lot of thinking in my mind over that as well you're still the, you're still the expert in that area what do you think can you explain what happened and then try and explain to us or try and um open our eyes to the likelihood of why that happened um okay <clears throat> basically what could have happened with the girl because I don't like her method of teaching or a method of teaching does not just fit into my style of teaching. Mm. Imagine someone coming to class and say, um, there was this way, she wanted to explain ego, super ego, and um, there was id, super ego. And then she, she was like, hide, ego, super ego. Like, <laughs> do you understand? <laughs> So basically, <laughs> basically, we are not discussing a football team. So I, I, pro- I probably find it difficult to understand where she's coming from and where she's going. I'm usually lost in between our words. And then she has, she basically likes talking people down. Mm. That's it. She talks people down a lot. So you, do, do you think it was how she spoke that was the issue or the fact that you were uncomfortable with her with her methodology or with her method of teaching 
and her and her person. You know, the funny thing is, now that I'm thinking about it, there were lots of my lecturers that were like, "Ah, they just come to class, dump notes on you, don't do proper explanation." But I managed to pass your course brilliantly. Mm. Why was it her? Yeah, mm. that would be the question. I basically think it's just ah. Or there must the have been something that made you keep failing our exams. If you, you took okay. the first exam, you failed, you took it the following year, you passed it. <laughs> you took another exam of ours the following, you know, again, you failed it, and then you took it again, okay. and you passed so, 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 you know, the funny thing here is, every semester I take a course, there's always something happen, happening. Is I'm having an asthmatic attack in the exam one, and I can't write it. <laughs> or, mm. yeah, so I think... I really would not know what is going on at that point, but there's always a factor. Mm. Then um, I think our first course that I failed was when I had an asthmatic attack. I did have, okay, the first course, let's even start from the beginning. I think she has a problem, or I have a problem. Because my first paper that I wrote in that school was a course, and I wrote it for 30 minutes because I couldn't find the venue. Mm. I wrote a two-hour, 30-minute course for 30 minutes. I came in 30 minutes to the end of the paper. Mm. And I didn't feel that particular course. I actually passed with a B mm. on a course I wrote for 30 minutes. But subsequently, it became worse. After that first time, I had encounters with her where she shouted at me. She was my level coordinator. So basically, I think it was just saying that it irritates me one kind and makes me look at the book like, I will not even read you. You know, that kind of thing. Then I feel I'm like, hey, I have to read until until she she. There was this day, I think they, that was my changing point. Mm. There was this day that I went to check the result as usual, mm. and I saw I failed. And I went to her like, "Ma'am, this particular course, I was sick. Is there nothing you can do about it? At least just to plead my course." That was the first time, and she was like, "Oh, it's you." Ah, she didn't know that you can never pass. Why are you now shouting? Mm. Uh-uh. You, 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 you don't know anything. And I was, I, I look at my GP and I'm like, for crying out loud, I'm on 2 one. How do I have to have issues with just your course alone? And mm. she said, even if you write it, she made a statement. She said, even if you write it 10 times, you can't pass. Wow. And that was, that was, that was, that was, it was embarrassing. Because people were there. My classmates were there. It was embarrassing. Mm. It was painful. But it did something for me. It was my pushing factor. It mm. pushed me to doing better. At the same time, she was saying that. I remember that one of my other lecturers came in with my script. With my script. Apparently, he wanted to change my results that I was not aware of. Immediately, he came to my level court office and saw my, oh, you. What's your magic number? I told him. I was like, ah, I came to change your score. And he gave me, he wrote a B instead of an A. Mm. Immediately she said, she saw that. She was not like, are you sure she did not cheat? I should tell him away. I was, I was too, wow. I was too broken to look back and give an answer. Wow. You understand? So that was my changing point. I went back home and I told myself, failure may be for students. But it's really clean. Well, but um, I, 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 so you, if, if you feel it's nothing, you know, I think it's fine. I think it's okay if you have 
if you did all your all you could and then you and then you failed, not that you were failed, but that you failed. I think it's fine. But when you have to be ridiculed, when you have to be talked down, that's something I still don't get, right? If we look at the the society from the family or the home, you know, I don't know how it's classified really. If you look at the family, if you look at the school system, because I refuse, I refuse to call what we have education. I, I choose to call it school system because that's what it is. It's not really, I'm, I don't see much of what it is educating, you know. The school system, the, the workplace, um, society at large. When we look at this, these layers of, of the society, right? How can we now begin to um, raise this issue of mental health? Because for a long time, the only thing that we've basically considered is the physical health, right? To a large extent, mental health is almost a new thing that people are started talking about. Almost. It's not new, but it's just something that has just begun to really become something that has to be talked about because... We now realize that a lot more people are actually affected with or afflicted with mental health issues than had previously been, you know, recorded or talked about. So, what do you think we we need to begin to look at? We need to put in place, you know, even as um, even in the family. Maybe we should start talking about families, right? Because truth is, a lot of Nigerian families are dysfunctional. Standard. I'm not even hearing no Are you there's saying nothing. standardly dysfunctional. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing anybody can tell me otherwise. You know, I know there are a few family here and there that are fine, right? But to a large extent, a lot of families in Nigeria, right? I'm going to use Nigeria, you know, because you know, at least I'm I'm a Nigerian, so at least I have a I have a context from which I can speak from. Right. And I'm not saying my family is dysfunctional. I'm not saying my family, but I'm, I'm just talking about the Nigerian entity, you know. So what would you say? Let's start with family first. Um, um, what do you think? Yeah, we, we need to do, you know, because I, this is what I say, that most parents don't know better. So they raise their do children. They? They, Are yeah. you saying they don't? I'm, I saying guess that, that. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying they, they don't know better. I'm saying if they knew better, probably they would behave better. Maybe they would do better. Maybe they would raise their children um, in a much better way, right? But under this issue where they don't have, um, they probably don't know better, right? What what is it that we can begin to point at, begin to look at, begin to talk about to um, literally change the way things are mental health-wise in families? Um, <clears throat> okay, so before I answer that question, I'm, I'm just going to say this. If you recall, okay, like you said, like you rightly said, we're not big on mental health until certain things start happening. Mm. Now, we now have, we, we have more of, um, we have lots of suicide going on. Then we have a lot of psychopaths. Do you understand? Everybody mm. now start asking the question, Why? Then the answer now came, mental health, yeah. So some people won't learn until something happens. 
basically that's been our condition in nigeria if you watch it clearly we don't learn until somebody gets their messes up messes up, up but basically for families i think like we always say starts with the individual mm. yeah now that we all have the awareness so let's be more self-aware you won't inflict okay so when you know what your own boundaries are once you know what you can take you won't inflict that on someone else basically our parents treated us the way their parents treated them and they felt it was right because they were trained that it was right now it's time that we start on learning things that we have learned mm. and we start learning things so how do you learn how do you learn things now we have okay so basically my parents i'm an adult now yeah i should be able to talk to my parents about certain things mm mm-hmm. So if I if I have younger ones I I know more about mental health and there are ways you can talk to your parents about these things that would actually make them sit down I don't believe all of them are beasts they might have trained they might have been wrong in training us but there is still a way you can connect them there is always a way to connect someone So there are ways you can there's there are ways you can just explain things to them um recently some in a point and um I really didn't believe that my dad my dad would always tell you oh talk to me I will listen but there are some things that you talk to him eh he will change it for you mm. on this day I I think we're having we're having there was a big issue that I was talking about at that point I already had it like that was the last straw for me and I just I just looked at, if I if I don't say this now it's going to keep repeating itself and I'm going to end up hurting so I just had to I calmed down Yeah, because it's my parents obviously your boss won't allow you to talk back mm-hmm. and when it was done i calmly explained things to him told him i was affecting me and why i should stop mm. basically i have to even use the scriptures because that okay so they all have a weak point especially religious parents mm. if you can use the scriptures to explain to them why come mm. on they will understand Mm. I just you just you just have to you just have to make them know that oh this is how you remember that part of the scripture that says do not push your children to anger religious nobody prays are not religious they are not they always have one thing they there is always a way to get at them i'm i'm using I agree, but do we have to do we have to overthink you know this situation before <laughs> it, it resolves itself that's what i it's, don't get We don't have to wait till it bursts, yeah? You can always maybe suddenly just talk about it in the house. Do you understand? Introduce it to them bit by bit. Some people are actually like, what is mental health? I, I, I really posted something on my status and someone was like, oh, people that commit suicide are just cowards. Mm. I'm like, and I'm like, no, it's more than that. Now, for someone like that, it's already rigid. Coming in might be a little bit difficult, but then you just explain to them like a baby. So it okay. takes okay. it, it okay. takes a subtle introduction I think we need we need to we need to step back a bit and we need to define and describe what mental health is. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we would have a context, you know, a frame. We're talking from, yeah. Yeah. It's we're talking from just yes, coming to that. Um um okay so um it includes emotional, psychological and social well-being. Mm. Basically that's just all. So we know that physical health is I'm not feeling a headache. I'm not um I'm not ill. My my mm-hmm. kidneys are functioning, well, my internal organs are okay. 
But then when it comes to mental health, mental health is basically about your emotions and social well-being. Mm. Yeah. So um these things mental health can also have underlying factors like biological factor basically. Mm-hmm. Life experiences can affect your mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mental health include basically it's just encompasses emotions and social well-being. Okay. All right. So, based on this this factors now, we can now go back to say, okay, so if you were raised with parents who had had their own ways of doing things, for example, it's their word, whatever they say is law, right? And you can't question it, you can't, um, there's nothing you can do about it. And then now you're an adult and it still persists. Let's even talk about if you're an adult. Okay, say if you're an adult and you no longer live with them, that's fine. You can do what it is you please. But what, what happens to parents who still have minors and they are raising them on this same wrong standard? How is it that we can okay. begin to talk to each other and help each other on these issues? Um, okay, so now, basically, it's already it, that's a situation already, and mm-hmm. that's why we that's why people always propose that there a lot there should be reach out to students that are suffering that they may not like to come out to you that they are suffering, but basically mm-hmm. start with the individual. Mm-hmm. Let's reach out to individuals. We not reach out to them as a group of family. We mm-hmm. reach out to individuals. Okay, mm-hmm. so if a child knows that, oh, a child now gets a better understanding of what his emotions are, what is triggering certain emotions in him, mm-hmm. you understand? Mm-hmm. What is causing this feeling of depression and all that? You understand the surrounding circumstances. Then you understand the way of escape. If we already make it known to the students, to the child, what, what if they already have an understanding of their emotions and no, they would definitely learn how to deal with it. Do you understand? Once I know my emotions, showing them how to deal with these things, then they get home. Things that trigger them, like really, really trigger them before, that makes them gaslight whenever it's happening, maybe from, from their parents or something, they just find a way of displacing it. Do you understand? I remember, mm. I, I would know this because I remember growing up, um, everybody always says, oh, um, a sister is this, a sister is that. A sister is better, a sister is stronger. Oh, she's lazy, she's this. And so I, I've always lived in the comparison of my mm. sister. I realized then I always hold grudges because I felt like, oh, I, then I'm this. I, I, was, I, was, I was not getting anything from them, you understand? But then I, I realized that there were a lot of things I could do to actually avert the situation. So I became I became addicted to reading books. Mm. That was my way of avoiding that situation. Mm. Yeah, I could have done better, but that avoided a lot of crisis, a lot of midlife crisis that would have... I said midlife, no, sorry. <laughs> that, I, that, that, that avoided a lot of wala that would have busted at that point. Because... I could have gone, I could have become a rebel. Oh, they, they never really expected anything of me. So, okay, mm-hmm. there was this thing that happened back in school and um, my dad actually disowned me for 45 minutes. 
<laughs> so um <laughs> it is only for five but then I, at that point i had and i was like oh this thing he said i did why not even do it so that i know that okay i'm i'm suffering for what i did but then it just became like why not let them see that you are not doing what they think you are doing that you are better off who they thought you were so it became a proof to them that you're better now mm-hmm. that might that in the long run might not have been the best thing but for that particular at that particular time it was the best advice i could have given myself it was the best approach i could have taken because if i'd gone with the first option it won't be smooth today trust mm. me it won't be smooth mm. but then recently i reminded him of what he did then it was like i am that was i, I had a nigerian parent apologize <laughs> he actually said he was sorry Mm. like it was it was it was um it was a satisfying moment for me but then there are some points that you will even hear that I am sorry but you basically know that no they admit they are wrong from their actions i thought i had to tell myself no this this is not me this is not what i want to be this is just them trying to displace whatever it is is wrong with them whatever they think i am doing but that's not who i am i had to constantly why because oh i was in i think i was in 200 level psychology i already understand how these things go so i could control my own emotions so mm. basically i think it's teaching individuals now don't focus on a unit focus mm. on the individual yeah mm. and i i think there's this saying in sociology that the, the sum of the parts is greater than the um the whole something like that the sum of the parts with tadandio i think it's i think it's a quotient sociology okay, I, I, I'm, okay so what i'm going to even do say because the more we talk about it the more issues i see right yeah. because now i'm thinking of emotional intelligence that is mostly lacking on all yeah. level right it is so because you can't be you can't be emotionally intelligent and not be self aware right yeah. i think that's the basics that's the that's the that's the foundation of it you know and then yeah. that's it would be hard to say it would be very hard to say that a lot of these parents and now they are raised their children are emotionally aware right are they are they self aware much less emotionally aware do you know what do they know what triggers them do they know the things that they've learned that they need to unlearn right so that they because the context where they were raised the context that they were raised in is quite different from what they have now the, the kind of um society they they grew up in is much different now the exposure that people in this den have they never had it they never had it right a child of 3 year old is already watching youtube right when i was 3 year old I, i'm not even sure i more than a black tv <laughs> that would start at 4 o'clock <laughs> and close at like 10 or 12 right yeah, and that's what we had for for a very long time right so if the context is different that means that the approach has to be different right so i'm okay, not even going to hear you. try that. yeah i'm lost not going to try that. yeah you i lost you right. i lost you Okay. So we're not even going to I'm not even going to go into digging deep into the emotional um intelligence area. So but we we'll just keep on talking about how we can address um 
mental health issues, even if it's just looking at it holistically and say, okay, um, just at a particular level for parents, yes, we can begin to, because I, I see some, some, one of the things that I say is that sometimes it's hard to blame these parents because if you don't know better, there's no, what do you want, how do you want to be better? You don't have access to information. Your group of friends possibly do the same thing with their children. Yeah, that birds of a feather. Yeah, exactly. So how? So who's going to tell you that you're doing something wrong? Who's going to show you how to do something better? Yeah, that is why we should have foundations that will make um, students, graduates of psychology, actually do what they are supposed to do instead of selling wigs and makeup. Well, <laughs> that's 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 your society. That's you. That's, that's something we should take you guys up on and say, okay, all these things you have learned in school. How are you going to um, help the society become better based on what it is that you've learned? Yeah. Uh, if, you, if, if, you, if you if you if you remember that, I think it was it should be you guys' generation. We only met a little. You guys' generation. You guys, you guys used to have. <laughs> You guys used to have um, this um, thing called counseling units. Mm-hmm. And I think for a while, my dad would test it. My dad testified that he worked for him because he had issues. Whoa. He had to go back to the counseling units. And he knew what that. In church? In school. In school. Mm. Yeah. Fellow Government Girls College, we had it. We had it. In fact, we're always, they will always come at the start of the term. I think they all know that going home, you probably must have people that don't, people for, some people don't even like going home. Yeah, so sure. I think they understand the fact that some people might have gone through a lot of... Um, During the break. So they come in at mm. the first week and they start telling us, so you can come and meet us. We are always there for you. We are always this for you. But then just four people for about 3,000 students, it won't mm. do. Mm. Basically, it won't do. But my school then had a counseling unit. And I knew I, I, I knew a couple of people that I worked for, basically. Mm. It worked for. So, yeah, I think schools should, they should take it big on this um, old mental health issue, get psychologists to work with their students. And there's another hint I would drop. Most students are not likely to open up to someone who they know is directly paid to listen to them. That's why he's just doing his duty. Do you understand? So if there's a way of if there there are subtle ways of, of making subtle ways of making people open up to you without directly making it obvious. You understand? Mm. And I think the psycho when they employ the psychologists, they actually know what to do to make people open up. So I think it should start from making the individual aware of what they are doing. And even HR at works, at work rather. You know, the pressure, sometimes parents react to their child based on the pressure from work. True, very true, very yeah. true. So, for fortune at work, we carry on. Exactly. So, some, let's, let's, it should not just be about remuneration. Mm. Um, um, employers, um, what do you call it now? Appraisal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the appraisal should actually, they should take, they should just care for the overall well-being of their staff. Now, if you're working for the benefit of the organization, you should know that whatever affects your staff is mm. affecting the organization. So if you're looking at the money-making aspect, you may actually be doing it well. But eventually, image of the of wars and the lifespan of your staff may be affected mm. and mm. increase in turnover. So basically, I think 
offices, companies should invest more in their staff's um, mental health. Basically, not, not basically approval. Sometimes just need to do emotional checks. Just to know how they're faring emotionally. And, oh, if they're not, just maybe maybe remove like 20% of their salary or something and hook them up to a psychologist, practicing psychologist for counseling mm-hmm. every week. Create a big schedule for them in your time, on your time now. So that will make you, if you create it outside of your time, they may not actually go. But on your work, oh, work hours is between seven to five. Mm-hmm. Maybe the last two hours, you, mm-hmm. you ensure that they are visiting the psychologist. Or, mm-hmm. oh, this before, exactly. So stuff like that. Then churches too. Now we've talked about work, we've talked about schools, churches too, yeah. Mm. All these Sunday schools that we have, there are a lot of ways to like encourage people and not make them. There are lots of ways to get people better psychology, basically in church. Most of the time, people Absolutely. come together, form a group, encourage each other. Mm. We get group and group. yeah. So I, I think let's just all those all those um influence all those um highly influencing units of the society should just stick it up in themselves to to care about mental health. You know, I'm here, I'm, I'm here, here tomorrow, I'm tomorrow, and I'm yeah. thinking, and I'm thinking, what is it that we can, that we can you know do begin to do? You know, um, I'm, I'm and I'm asking you know asking you, you know, what is it that we can do now to say, okay, do you have friends who are interested in in helping with counseling? Do you have, you know, somebody who can render counseling, maybe like a pro, a pro bono counseling that we can now sit together, you know, look at a framework, you know, that works and say, okay, let's start something. Because we, ha- we talk. That's part of the issues that I have. We know what we should do, but we talk. We talk. We talk, yeah, we cover so. the talk so much. We call, the talking is so beautiful. But are we ready to actually do something about it? If you look at your own experience, where you're coming from, there should be enough motivation to say, if this has happened to me, how much or what can I do to save somebody else from going through the same thing? Am I doing anything about it? Is there something I can do about it? What can I do? Who can I who can I work with? And that's the question I'm asking. Is, is that a possibility? Yeah, there is a possibility for that. Basically, I think I work with teens in my church, and I'm working with teens in my church, basically. But then it's it's not really something that you know how teenagers can do. So well again, it's, a, it's, a, it's an issue of trust. The moment they trust you, then but you just have to pass that. They just have to go past that issue of trust. That is this person really for us, or is this person representing the adults? It's for the for the teens. That's an issue. Exactly. So, <laughs> but I'm saying much more than that. You know what? There, there has to be something we can do. Honestly, I don't want to talk. I don't want to keep. I don't want us to keep. You know, I keep having conversations, different conversations with different people. And every single time, it seems we, it seems we only talk about the, the issues. Like, okay. let's begin to talk about the solutions and let us all together begin to work. Let's begin to work towards resolving those issues, solving those issues, putting in place plans and working them such that in the next two, three, four, five years, we begin to see the dividends of those work. Well, then let's take it one day at a time. Reach out to people you can, up to people you can talk about it as much as possible. 
explain to people use your platform <clears throat> basically using your platform to explain to you but you're, you're pushing that's pushing it back to me that's what i love about nigerians i'm asking you i'm already doing it so risky i'm already drinking it was a problem Yeah. In fact, no, there was a day. There was a day. Um, there was a day. I okay. There's then there's this stigma that comes with it. Let me address that. With actually talking about mental health. Okay. Uh, there was a day I wrote something. I wrote a piece about depression. It wasn't really a piece. I was just explaining certain things on my, um, on my status. Okay. And so people, a lot of people. They didn't. They didn't read it to. Um, they didn't. They didn't read it. They just came at me like, "Oh, are you depressed?" Like mm. I had, I thought I had like seventeen. Are you depressed? Are you depressed? Are you depressed? <laughs> and I was like, even if I was depressed, and I see, I'm like, it was only one person that actually came and said, "Oh." Are you going through the same thing? Oh, now definitely, I know that this person is going through the same thing, and that was how all we got working. Now, I know, I know it may be, it, it, it might maybe affecting the little people because it's just limited to be, um to my WhatsApp. And yes, I'm making moves to like, I, I'm going to get over my, I'm, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone and maybe move a little bit, use other of my platforms, and reach out to some other people that I know. And work with organizations, basically. That's what I am planning to do. But I've already started with using my social media um, handles to do that. And yeah, I have friends that are into it, and I'm working with, basically. So we just look for ways to help people get over whatever it is you're going through. And, huh. yeah. I, I think as, if, as as far as you're doing something, it was much more than just talking about the issues. Oh, yeah. Right? Actually, there's something to resolve it. I think that's a fine place to start. I, 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 I wish you had, I wish we had enough time. Like, wish we had more time because ah, these issues are, I, I just, I just a lot, right, to talk about. But ah, I'm going to save you a little because oh, my stomach is boiling now. <laughs> I'm upset with some of the things that mental health issues, you know. But then you should take a step too. Yo, you, you, you better, you better, yeah. That's why. That's what. Do you know for how long I've been pushing for us to have this conversation? You know, this is over two months. Or you've been running. You've been hiding. No, you don't. You don't have to put this out there. <laughs> it's even more than two months. <laughs> you don't have to put this out there. No, this is no, a... I'm. I'm taking it from out there. Out there. Come back inside. <laughs> it's. 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 So we. We just need to keep talking about it. You know, keep spreading the. the, the keep spreading a different narrative. Um, about it, you know, I've also been learning how to be a lot more self-aware, a lot more um, um, to also be able to easily identify triggers, things that just, <laughs> you know, so, and it's a long journey. Nobody's going to get it like that. But the yeah. moment we begin to walk, you know, um, in an understanding that nothing just happens, there's something behind you. Right, mm-hmm. you begin to walk in that understanding that if I'm if if one two three people are saying something about me, then maybe there's some truth about it. Even if it's one yeah. person that's saying it, you know. And and this is what I usually say about what people say about you. I'm not one for gist and gossip about people, right? But if one someone says to me something, what I do now is I will weigh what they have said. 
I will remove the person. I remove the personality. I will weigh what they have said. I will look at myself. Is this true? Is this possible? Is it that I'm this kind of person that I don't even see? You know that part of yourself that you don't see, that others see, right? I look at myself. Is it possible that I'm actually doing this without knowing? Sometimes I even go to the extent of asking people who know me, do I do this? Is this something you see me do that I am so unaware of that it has become an issue, right? So until we get to that level, they are begin to people begin to understand what needs to be done, and they are asking themselves questions. You know, which I feel that that's that's the beginning of it. Then until then, we we, we don't get um, the kind of results that we have or we want. No, but again, as long as we start, right? The moment you start, we know that there's there's redemption at the end of the tunnel, right? There will be redemption at the end of the tunnel. Ah, thank you so much, Small, for what you've just done is just raised. You just raised my. Um, you just you just lit a bonfire, like for me on this issue. I probably now have to take it a, a lot deeper, find ways to get as many people involved in you know talking about it, such that it's not only physical health we are checking. Because it, I also think that. You know, if your mental health is fine, most likely your physical health will be fine. <laughs> you know, I just, I just, I just, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Necessarily. I'm really you say what? Not necessarily. Not necessarily, but yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, because I think that, you know, if your, if your mind is good, right, because your mind does much more than, you know, you know, if your mind is in a good place, your body will feed from there because your body basically feeds from your mind. Yeah, it does. You know, one which one way or the other way. So if your mind is in a good place, you will, your body would have something. Your physical body will have something to feed on that tells it, you know, the right things and gives it the right information and allow you to blossom. But <sighs> I took the talk. I took the talk. Thank you so much, more for joining me this um, wonderful day. Thank you, Sureski. Thank you so much. Glad I could make it. <laughs> Finally, thank you. All right, guys, thank you so much again for joining uh, me on this issue. Or oh, the sorry, this on this issue of mental health on this episode of the Real Talk podcast. Um, please, I, I, I need to hear from you. What can we do to work? What can we do to begin to address the issue of mental health at the level that we are? We're not going to wait for the government, we're not going to wait for our parents, we're not going to wait for our children, we're just going to take each day, one day at a time, and then begin to look at these issues and collectively, you know, begin to counsel each other, help each other, grow out of um, the toxic things that has been dumped on us, that we have dumped or we have carried by ourselves and to live a life that has a lot more meaning and purpose. Thank you for joining me. I remain Barola. Peace, 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 peace. Bye. 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 Thank you, Smurf. Bye. <laughs>